which is very rude of it. That is pretty rude of it to do. A little rude morning. My backpack is breaking. Can you sit down right there for me? Hello. <laughs> Just hello. I do too. Hi. <laughs> We're testing a microphone right now. Hello, my child. Hello. All right. Can you hear us? Come sitting over here. Should I wash my face? Well, it'll be quiet in here. Uh, can you Just yeah. I heard that you were talking shit and I didn't think that I was hearing. They hear me talk like that, getting everybody fucked up. You trying to run around that track. I'm just going to have to let that go. I don't know. No collar back girl. You trying to run around that track. Hold on. You stop talking. I had to just But I ain't no collar back girl. I ain't no collar back girl. She ain't no collar back girl. You guys keep talking. If I holler from here, how's it picked up? You're all hollering happening in the back. I want to get I need you to. You guys did not talk. You guys talk. These people have to talk on this side. We're talking on this side. Talking round the table. Talking rowdy and rowdy. There you go. Keep, can you keep talking? Are we record? I guess we're recording. I'm this testing this because I have not even. In this space, we have the best luck, probably. Yeah. Testing it from different angles. From different angles. All of the different angles. angles. And different volumes. I got to get at some point some nice stairs from one of you cats to put on my space. I brought it.
did it. He's here. Fuck. He's oh, here. yeah. So we do have our uh, ghost hunter apparatus tonight. Oh, we tell, you want to tell him what happened yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Matt Jim. We made full We had a fucking contact. We had a fucking Cassie was there. We had full contact. I screamed. It was screamed and left. I left. I was going off the jump into the air. Her one eye cried. It yes. did. Yes. I saw yes. all that. I witnessed it. Yeah. Yeah. And it eked a few. Exactly. I obviously don't know what essence is in there. It's so precious. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah. I wanted to like encapsulate what it's like on like where it was right. Yeah. It's very special. Very Edward Cullen. Anyway, do I want to learn how to properly behave at an event? So we have, alright, there was a prom section in this book, it was like dry. It was real dry. It was just like the So I went to the front, and this was actually a number that Coco picked just out of the blue, this is the page, that we landed on, and you know what it's called? We set our tables. Oh, oh no. Okay. Now I need all of you. <laughs> it is exciting. So I need all of you to know that this little section, these two pages of nonsense, is essentially like a shell game going around and around and around. Try to keep up, you can't. <laughs> Try your best. Okay? Are you ready? Before you begin. Oh, hello. Hello. Welcome to Show them what this, oh. what the beacon looks like. And this is actually Tabitha's coffee. Oh, okay. Tabitha. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna prime ourselves with etiquette before we, before we. That's yeah. from the 1930s. 1930s etiquette. And it was a great time to be alive. <laughs> it absolutely was not. Actually. <laughs> all right, get ready for all of your brain cells. All right. Fall out of here. You know what? Go ahead, yeah. Let it just You are letting the words of the beak soak into these cards. That's right. I just, okay. Whoa. Okay. Okay, ma'am. Caroline. Yesterday, tour when we address it, it says nothing, but then, like, when we talk, it just keeps going. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna say your words exactly. to you. You wrote them, you know them. I'm sure you're proud of them. We set our tables, genius, and table setting, like genius and anything else, is an infinite capacity for taking aims. As in every other artistic adventure, the mold of form is important when we set. No matter how perfect your accessories, if they are put on the table carelessly and differently, you will not capture that perfect effect that you so easily couldn't capture. Teach your table to say charming things about you. Wait. Teach your table. There are as many ways of setting tables as there are women to set them. Ew. And this is as it should be, for a woman should set her table with as much individuality as she selects her clothes or writes her letters. 
So we're all the same. Everything's all the same. Time. <laughs> and your table coverings and the personality of your centerpieces and their decorative companions, such as candlesticks and compote dishes, and your choice of china and glass, and your there sense of color and proportion and in balance. Use a comma. Use a comma. Indulge your fancy. I'm gonna, okay. Are, Do you make sure we be proud of our table? No. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. No because she goes into thick detail. That's why everything we've done is incorrect. Okay. It's alright. It's good as Yeah. <laughs> but when you place your centerpiece and space your places okay. and arrange the items at individual places, fancy is not permissible. Mm. Mathematical precision. <laughs> Mathematical precision is then the rule that we must follow. Here we follow a system, definite, comfortable rules of fundamental importance to the hostess and of real importance to, to her guests. These rules are based on common sense and convenience. <laughs> When the table covering is to be a tablecloth, we first place the silence cloth. Over oh. this, the tablecloth perfectly laundered is laid. <laughs> perfectly laundered. There, <laughs> there should be only one crease in the cloth, the straight central crease. And the cloth is most carefully adjusted so that the fold is placed exactly in the center of the table. <laughs> the opposite edge of the cloth should fall at equal distances from the floor. If a doily set is used, the pieces should be placed accurately. Know what that means. <laughs> Next, we have the centerpiece. It is the centerpiece. So it should be placed in the center. Or we're using smaller central decorations. We might have we go, we might be saved here. We might be saved here. Hold on. If we're using two or three smaller central decorations, they should be placed at the center line of the table. I'm trying. And precisely placed at equal distances from each other. Next, the candlestick. Ah, come on, come on. Where's the candlestick? It's right here. Candlesticks, here you go. <laughs> now, now we set the individual places. Oh, okay. All right. So that's well, a real. That's a real. It's your own shit. Okay. These places should not be so close that the guests are not given elbow room. They should not be placed so far apart that a guest must have to shout to the guest sitting next to them. About 24 inches <laughs> from the center of one plate to the next is ideal. Are the forks except the oyster fork, which is to be placed on the extreme right 
We did Lesnar night. Oh, yeah. 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 Ye
She's planning it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today's it's convenient for me to have. Yeah, yeah. 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 Every show day has been convenient for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a Leo when she's on the stage. <laughs> there you go. Presentational. Scorpio, 
Can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I don't know what I'm not gonna say it. The T-shirt. Oh, don't. Don't bully me. I'll come. <laughs> Was this just sucking Leo off the whole 
Mr. Leo. I asked you what it do. I asked AI prom. So what you're saying is AI. All the other, Leo's are the only ones that fucking show up. All the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because literally best friends forever is Gemini. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Yeah. They're, either, they're either looking they're either like Gomez. 
security givers at the Oh, true. you know, it'd be even better if it was silent. Yeah, we absolutely need to get Yeah, for sure, for sure. But thank you for participating in my news Yeah. Uh, well, Charles and me are both kind of, we, we did some, some splitting up. Glamour magic. Glamour magic. Glamour magic. things weaving into one. And it, uh, so here's a little quote from it. It said, glamour is an illusion and an illusion too. Glamour is a performance, a creation, a recipe, but one with give. Glamour is elegance minus restraint, romance plus distance, sparkle sans naivety. Glamour is Grace Kelly, Harlow, Jean, picture of a beauty queen. Glamour is, let's face it, a cigarette. Whoa. Glamour oh. is Jessica Rabbit, and it's Miss Piggy too. Glamour is adult. Glamour cannot be purchased, but it can't be created out of thin air either. Glamour is both postmodern and yesterday. Glamour is an accomplishment. Glamour is magic. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and, and so this really couldn't be more true because the roots of the word glamour come from magic. It's all tied together, and. The root word is, uh, it comes from the Scottish word that originated in the early 1700s, around 1720. Grimarie, it's not pronounced that way. I can never pronounce any Scottish words. They never phonetically pronounce ever, ever, ever. Um, but that's kind of the root word there. And so that's where the English word glamour came from. And we'll get into, there's kind of a whole bunch of flip-flop swapping that happened on to where these words all kind of morph. We'll get to it later. But just know that the English root word for glamour comes from this Scottish word. Okay, just remember that. Store it in little brain pockets, and we'll come back little to Little brain. Play pockets. Little brain pockets. Brain pockets. Fold. Make a fold right <laughs> now. Squeeze one in. Squeeze a fold in. <laughs> and remove it. Good. Relax. Okay? And... So it, a glamour would refer to uh, a spell of some sort. You know, it would maybe affect the eyesight of those affected, and they would be glamour to where their vision, what they would see, would not be what reality is. And the glamourer could decide how they wanted to portray themselves in this magical act mm. that, that they were doing. So it would be like, oh, I glamoured them, or, mm -hmm. you know, they were under a glamour, those, those yeah. kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so... We have, we, this word becomes more anglicized uh, by Sir Walter Scott. 
So, and his poetry used the word glamour, like, and it was kind of like putting it in English, using it as a way that would be like a, a just a way that could be like described in a dictionary. It's like, okay, we're seeing how glamour is starting to shape up as a word. And by the 1830s, it was a well-known word, but people are maybe a little sus by glamour. Mm. If you're glamorous, what does that mean? Yeah. What are you going for? Right. You know, if you're going for the glamour. And because back then, you know, a glamorous person, they, they might get the suspicion because maybe that glamour is a part of a ruse? Like, are you, are you wanting to like, what is this visage being crafted? Like, <laughs> snake oil Yes, because we have to remember, people were just covered in shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, when you see someone that's like all glamoured up, it's like, why aren't they covered in shit? <laughs> Oh. Are they a vampire? Are they a vampire? There's so many questions for like Brad Pitt in that movie you showed me. Yeah. You a vampire for the first time like two days ago. Yeah. We have Thank you. So this whole the whole the the susness of the whole glamour aspect, not being glamorous. Do you know we didn't have time for that? Fucking 1920s women. Because mm -hmm. they yeah. were not in the mood for any of that. They wanted to be glamorous. They wanted to raise their hemlines. They wanted to cut their hair short and do that Pluto was in Leo. finger wave stuff oh. to it. Mm -hmm. That's true. It was yes. what? Pluto was in Leo. Oh, oh. Yeah, there you go. And then everything crashed. Yeah. And what was that about? Is that when it moved into Virgo? I think so. It's right around there. Yeah. Well, okay, good. Very clear. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that matters. <laughs> but this, this cultivation of glamour started to happen, right? So these accessories and this new style of dress, like when you think of the 20s, there's very obvious styles that you can conjure to your mind, um, whether it's like the low hem kind of that's dropped or the flapper little things and whatnot. It's iconic, and it was very sharply different. I mean, people are showing their shins. Oh, oh, not even ankles. Shins. Wow. That's a big deal. You know, and, and it was this kind of this pursuit of what's new, what's glamorous. You know, not even just like what is luxurious, but like what's new and what's fun and different and fresh. And that was starting to become embraced. And so glamour's definition started to become household and solidified for this, this little publishing company. So we're 1932. And there's this company that makes all these sewing pattern books. So back in the day, everybody used to just make all their own clothes all the time. And sewing pattern books were kind of where you could, like, you built your wardrobe from. So not, like, quite as much as going to a store like you would today. You'd go to the pattern store, pick your pattern, buy your fabric, and then construct the item that you want to wear. And so there were these pattern books that were out at the time. And, of course, and they were just a little, little thing called Vogue, right? Well, the problem is, is that it was big time. The Depression... And so a lot of people are like, that's great, but we got nothing. You know, like Vogue means nothing to us. That's, that's good for y'all, but we, we got none of this. And so there was a market there of, you know, as, as the source called it, the downtrodden seamstress. You know, like the, the person that had maybe the, the want for style or whatnot, but like the, the, the opulence that they saw in Vogue in 1930s post-Depression era is almost like a smack in the face. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you need something that's more realistic. And so this publishing company was like, we need 
we need something else. And they created these little pattern books called Hollywood Pattern Books. Ooh. And the company was Condé Nast, and they started to become kind of a little bit successful. And these were pattern books for the, the young modern woman. Oh. They maybe didn't have a lot of money, but it's like, these styles are hot right now. If you want to look fucking so hot right now, so in this book right now. And on a budget. So like, yeah. you can glamour yourself. You know, it's less about necessarily opulence and luxury of like, go get your glamour. Like, here it is, go chase it down, change yourself how you want to be, you know, shown. And so after seven years, they spun that little publication off to be called Glamour Hollywood. So they were really targeting now the working young woman. Because again, it's post-depression era, everybody had jobs. And after a little while, they dropped the of Hollywood, and it became Glamour Magazine, oh. which is still a publication that is around today. And... If we can, you know, remember, like this again, as I've mentioned a few times, this was Great Depression era. It was bleak. I don't know if I've ever talked to anyone or had relatives that lived through the Great Depression. Sucked so much, like it was almost inconceivable to like to think about how miserable that it was. And some people had nothing. And everything was hard. There was no work, barely any money, you know? And, and here, like we could just imagine, you gotta be creative. If you want to feel that kind of spark of glamour and that, like that, we've all had that state of when we can just, we know that we are just projecting a visage that's just like so good. You know, it's a big feeling to feel. And you gotta get creative in states like this to feel it. And so here we had this little publication that was like for the working person. It's like, no, you can't go into a store and spend however many dollars that is not that very much now. That would have been a lot back then. Why? Yeah. A whole dollar fifty on a dress, you know, that would have been months and months worth of work. No, we get you can't do that because times are shitty right now. So here's some shit that you can do to look super fucking hot. And nobody's going to know. Make it out of dust. Yeah, they don't make it out of flower sack. Oh, this was the era of the flower sack dress, you know? And with the patterns, the cuts, things like that, you know, those were the smart little designs that were very, like, glamorous for the young lady. And so this was something, this kind of started a bit of a, a market for kind of the... Uh, the middle class, I guess you could say, and focusing on it and and growing it in a way to where it's like it's like okay, so no, we can't all be rich, and that fucking blows. But maybe we can at least not feel like every day is just a shit pot, and we got to work towards it. But maybe if we put like a little bit of magic and a little bit of a little bit of idea, maybe a little bit of skill. A little bit of just like some tips from the industry that this magazine would pepper throughout the pages. I know I see things would be spun through it. Stories from Hollywood. And so you have this magazine that was full of all these sewing patterns, but also full of these little just like things of the modern era. And like you could get it was worldly in this publication that brought a little bit of worldliness and effort and just like you can be something too just because you weren't born in the upper echelon. Mm -hmm. And that was a message that was really important that you need it in the Great Depression when it's like, is this it forever? Yes. Is this what it's going to be like for us until we die? Yeah. Early? Probably? Yeah. From dust long? Yeah. 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 You know? It just wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, really, you know, we, we can see the value in this. And, 
And I like that, and it was, I didn't expect to be using Glamour Magazine as like an example for this, but the magazine itself and how it got started and the origins of it are magical. I mean, that's basically a magazine saying like, we gotta work with what you got. Mm -hmm. We got some shit if you wanna look maybe like, put some elbow grease in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to yeah. change the way that you wanna be perceived. And that's kind of what Glamour means. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. And, it's, it's magical, that's, that's the essence of glamour magic, is that it is putting your own belief and kind of just envisioning of how you want to be portrayed. Uh, and there's all kinds of different ways you can do it. You're gonna be talking more about that stuff because that's your bag, I think. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. And you're talking about the worst yeah, sure. And So, but do you, know, do you know what else is magic? What, what else is super magical? What else? That is it's like you just think about it. And you're like that's so magical, like a fake grammar. Mm -hmm. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. So, the word glamour came to the Scots. Shit, no. So the word, this is confusing, hold on. <laughs> All right, no, I'm right. The word right. glamour yeah. comes to English yeah. from the Scots. Remember we talked about yes. that word word that you I totally mispronounced. Yes, 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 yeah. make the fold. See, I didn't take the time to make the fold, and here we are. Yeah. So the English language was spoken uh, in Scotland, so it was like, that's how that word got in there. Then they made the word that, it's not Gruyere, but it's like my brain wants it to be Gruyere. <laughs> that turned into glamour, okay? So... It, that, you know, that meant magic spell. So there we are. We're back where we started. Bear with me. So then the Scots, though, they get the root word for glamour from the English. And so there's a little bit of swapping that went on here. And they got the root word for the Scot word of glamour actually came from the English word grammar. And there's intention for this. How confused are you? It's so weird. I get it. Right? right? Okay. And so it's like you've got to follow the, the, the process here. So there was the existing English word grammar. The Scots took that word, the word grammar, the word grammar, and made glamour <laughs> meaning magic spell. Okay. Okay. And then English again saw that word, which isn't Gruyere, but my brain wants it to be. Okay. And then turned it into glamour. Sir Walter Scott when he anglicized it in his poetry. Michael Scott. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's a little bit weird. Why? Why? That's a little strange. I feel like the first part was definitely like it. They took grammar and they started pronouncing it correctly. Well, no, because Rear. grammar used to freak people out. Real sus activity grammar. You don't trust them grammar people. Yes. You, don't, you don't trust it. So here's the thing. Okay, it was seen kind of as a magic spell. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Think about the act of writing in general. Okay. The structure of a sentence and how the structure of that sentence, the formula in which it is crafted, we have comprehension. Mm -hmm. You have a, sentence, a, a delivery of message. It could be a proclamation. It could be a prediction. It could be so many things. And so, so first of all, you got that a little bit of the element. You know, it's kind of like laced in there. So it's like you could see, sure. Just but it gets funnier. Yes. <laughs> so that's the most practical explanation, but it gets sure. a lot weirder. So, uh, and this isn't just limited to Scotland. This is actually kind of a, there's very many examples all over the world of like the uh, word <laughs> kind of attitude uh, that make people really uncomfortable. And you're on to something, Charlie. 
because that's definitely a part of it. But first of all, so I get another magical tie. So if you know about like ceremonial magic or magical practice, let him, it's about books. It's a bunch of fucking nerds. You gotta like read a lot and learn the shit. And like, I mean, if, so many, so a lot of times, even way, way back then, people studying the occult, oftentimes it was a very gentlemanly activity because you needed to be literate. And so those that were not literate are seeing these words on these pages and these people are just studying magic, the occult, you know, what is this? And so then from there, you have that, you know, going on all over the place. But then we, even in Greece, we have examples of this in Greece, people who are studying uh, Latin, right? So that's a whole other thing, is that you have different languages going on. And very, not only super educated, niche people wrote in Latin, knew how to study Latin, knew how to read Latin, wrote in the words. And so everybody else, who was mostly everybody, saw those words and saw these Scribes <laughs> writing the words on the paper, and they were just like, mm-hmm. I don't trust those guys. It, were they just lurking like in the same I, I, corner? They just there was a, there was, but it was but there was a split, right? So you got those people who were like, mm, words, I'm scared of it because I don't know it, and then you have others who looked at the scribes and studiers of language like wonder, who were just like, y'all are so cool, you know. And so you had kind of different ways, but either way, the act of grammar, of structuring words and symbols and language was seen as magical because it was beyond comprehension for a lot of people, as many would be born and die for generations without being literate. And so it was just a, a super different thing that like you wouldn't, you know, sauce. You don't know what those words are. Yeah. And Is what we edit out in the episode. So we have though it's interesting that fork in the road right of this word glamour. It's split on down the way. You know, and the two meanings of it are really interesting. We have grammar, which still exists, but is a lot less exciting. It's mm. still grammar. Mm. It's, it's still <laughs> it's still there and it yeah. still sucks and it's not very much fun and we all have to study it and learn it. Some are better at it, more set it, some of it are really pedantic about it. And that's what we have. So we have grammar, that word still exists. We have glamour. Grammar. Glamour. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense. They yeah. sound like they could have come from the same place. Both are magical. <laughs> Both are rooted in mysticism. And I find that really interesting that you just have one that's it's a dry word. Grammar's a dry word. I think mm-hmm. you can say that with confidence. They're dry. Dear friends. We got deers? Oh, little deer baby. Look at them go. outside so that those around can see it, take it in, and be like, all right, that's what I see. I don't see anything other than exactly what you want to see. And, you know, we can adorn ourselves in a lot of different ways. Maybe you like to use makeup and enchant your makeup to make glamour magic. Maybe you have certain jewelry pieces or certain clothing pieces. Or maybe you make your own face waters and shit with moon water on cycles and all these other things. There's so many different ways that you can utilize it, but you have the intention of when you make these things. This is, again, what you're going to get into. 
Um, You're kind of stealing. I know. Uh, but I, there was a nice little quote. This is what I want to end on because it's the same article because I like the way they've written it. It says, about, on glamour magic, I promise not to play tricks on anyone, mm -hmm. but forgive me every so often if I want to use a little magic. Mm -hmm. was like, oh. Yeah. 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 A history of the word. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, Anytime I said a place, that's something we try to jump out. <laughs> <laughs> um, very 
Mary Leah. <laughs> Steal the moment. Steal what? Steal the moment. <laughs> Self-doubt uh, by helping get rid of our negative thoughts that sort of like anti-glamour magic us. I guess it is still glamour magic, just working in the opposite. Because uh, you know all of that, like I suck and I'm this, and you look in the mirror and you do all the things and stuff, and you kind of create that reality. Virtual feelings. Virtual feelings. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have type of history, of like the, the use of glamour magic throughout civilization. So, uh, in ancient times, when people used symbols, amulets, and spells to enhance their physical appearance uh, and attract good fortunes, the ancient Egyptians, for example, uh, they were among the first to use their cosmetics and perfumes to beautify themselves, not only for, you know, pretty purposes, but to attract the attention of the gods. Oh. The Romans... to enhance their beauty, to attract lovers. Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't like the fact. I blinked. Uh, to like 
Manipulating your lovers in the time of the Renaissance era is it, was like a thing. Is it yeah. now in this time when they tits up? Basically, yeah, just have yeah. like everything covered, but just like holes cut around their tits, <laughs> like basically, yeah. or like a fold yeah. is just like ones out yeah. 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 in that stage of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, this is, and I like to just think because you have like a lover across the room, and you're just like, and they're just Look like, at it. I can't believe you did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tension, yeah, for yeah. the tension. And when the fun. next day, their yeah. tits out. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
your intention to feel confident. I am confident. You can say that. I didn't say say that, but you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> Take the rose petals. Take the rose petals or oil and rub it on your wrists, your neck, and behind your ears. Then you're going to write your own name on a piece of paper and hold it up. Wait. Write your own name on a piece of paper and under your name write, I am confident and self-assured. Hold the paper in front of the candle flame and recite the following. I'm proud of this, right? Confidence and power, pure and sure. My beauty shines bright, forever secure. Ooh. Hold the paper over the flame until it catches fire and then drop it to a fire safe container. As it burns, don't sue me and burn your shit down. <laughs> As it burns, imagine all of your self-doubt and insecurities being burned away with the paper. Mm. Look into the mirror. Will you look into the mirror? Look into the mirror. What will I say? <laughs> look into the mirror and repeat this affirmation. I am confident and self-assured as many times as you like. As you repeat it, visualize yourself radiating with confidence and beauty. Finish the spell by spraying your favorite perfume or essential oil on yourself to seal in. You're newfound. A safe distance from the flame. A safe distance from the flame. <laughs> Are you a lawyer? <laughs> no, I can just see myself burning my eyebrows off. Oh, man. We laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> and laughed. <laughs> the core of 
good long while. We sure did. <laughs> but I did manage to snap a few photos from the car on the way to the dance. Sorry for the quality. I was driving and I was at the wheel. Oh my God. <laughs> Attached, the bottom. <laughs> Truly, these pictures are mostly to see how how much fun we were having at that moment. I, that's what a picture is. I, I didn't want to be a nuisance, but I'm sure you understand. Thanks for staying with me. I think this post is almost over. <laughs> All that's left is for them to check out their nails. <laughs> they did a they did a great job, right? <laughs> I'm sure you all wanted to know. Have a wonderful day. You'll be glad you did. Taper up weekly. Dollars, you After they, yeah. they might do it. Can you just 
spending all that money and just saying, no. I would say no. I would do that. No, no. Um, and I figured today we would just drop, drop 
knowledge on Venus. We're talking about all this glamour and magic and self-love and all this stuff. And uh, I figured to talk, talk a little bit about love. About love. Love is for the way you look at me. Oh, it is for the only one I see. Venus. 
Okay, Venus is the greatest day in the world to work with Venus. It's Friday. That's Venus Day. That is the day that Venus rules. How do we do it? How do we work with Venus? What are some tips and tricks? How do we do it? Do you say that to She's asking you guys. Come on.
in the shower no lie for like 45 minutes just just living in there with my sugar scrubs with all of my soaps meditating i bring my star lamp in there i put on binaural beats i'm like it's an experience <laughs> okay it's a whole vibe it is it is and that's my that's also all of my cancer stuff too and when i come out i need to like put on my lotions and like and after that that is my self-care i am reset I am ready to take on the day. When for somebody that has an Aries Venus, that may look like creating something, you know, going out there and like making things, but also connecting with people. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that it can show up for you depending on the zodiac sign. And I just really love Venus so much. I, I love working with Venus. It's definitely something that I'm newly doing this year. My color of the year is magenta. So, I mean, if you couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it, it's, it's just a really like nice energy to work with when you're using it for self-care, but when you're also using it to move your projects forward, to move your uh, manifestations forward when you're doing all of that. And I feel like it also offers this really great diplomacy that uh, through Libra, but also through Taurus, that allows you to make decisions even though Libra may have a little bit of a hard time making decisions from time to time, when it's when it's something that's important, they will make that diplomatic choice. So Venus is also there to support you through these hard choices, through these hard times when you need to make that pros and cons list, and you need to use it to balance the scales. Venus is also a really good planet to work with for that too, uh, because it's 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 no bullshit. It's gonna that's Taurus, you know. I'm just gonna tell you how it is. I'm gonna let you know what you need to know, and you know I may I may try to like put a little a little sugar on it you know but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what you need to know and, and it's important to have those people in your life that can offer those different perspectives and Venus can be a planet that can offer that different perspective for you so yeah, yeah I feel like it's also probably most important when you don't want to yeah mm -hmm. and working with Venus is probably the most important when you're like I have to I need to change. I'm not. I'm not right. I'm not feeling right. I need to do some glamour magic. I need to do something to like just feel better. Like that's when you gotta call. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, if you don't have any compassionate, compassion for yourself, love for yourself, and different things, for sure. Something about an empty cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. That's the thing. You can't do it. But Venus can fill your cup up. That's a good Texas. Thank you. I've been practicing. We've been swapping out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Charlie got this fucking guy. Yeah. Really yeah. 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 She hit us with it in the car. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. It was great. Yeah. And then I got it. Like, it was like perfect timing for it. So I just sat there. And what's your Venus? Really? Same. Wow. wow. I'm surprised. What does it mean? Get it. Um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
God. What are these things? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your gross tears on me. <laughs> 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 you just stick it up and you're like, don't, what does she say? Don't be cry. Don't be cry. Don't be cry. I just said I love you when you said it's fine. <laughs> I, just, I thought you were saying I love you because you were making fun of me. Oh, I thought. <laughs> 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 Isn't there a place in Texas called Venus? There is. Oh, Venus. There, Texas, I think, is on record. Every word. Most, like, bullshit. Yeah. Like, Every word in the dictionary Paris. is a town in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
not exactly how we Okay. Uh, but they 
static shock you every time you touch. Yes! Yes! Thank you. I so this one. See what you think about it. They're ski instructors. Okay. They okay. ski. They like to ski. They ski. Athletic. A lot. Yeah. They know all about that. They slalom. Athletic. They're also a supermodel. So they ski and then they supermodel on the side. But the problem, the core issue, is that they're really stupid. listening to this episode of two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook also at the same handle two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at two Gemini one Leo at